0: Hey, friend, welcome to the Lilypad Network. My name is Savannah, and I'm a 20 something who is obsessed with climbing the ranks in public accounting as a CPA, but then realized I wanted more than just my career. On this podcast, we're all about discovering our next thing together. Just like frogs pause on lily pads during their journey, we're pausing on this lily pad to discover that thing. On this journey, we'll also learn how to take care of ourselves along the way, so we can show up as the best version of ourselves. Together, we're building a network of lily pads. So girlfriend, let's hop to it. Welcome back to the lily pad network, or if you're joining us for the first time, pull up your lily pad and I just can't wait for you to experience today's episode I wanted to start off by saying thank you for being here for over 40 episodes. Like, wow, I am so incredibly grateful for you and the messages that you send me on Instagram, the texts, the tags, the You know, messages you send to your girlfriends about this, the reviews that you leave on Apple Podcasts, it truly means the world to me. And if we aren't already connected on Instagram, make sure you head over there and I'm at Just Life with Savannah. Send me a little message. Let me know that you listened to today's episode, what your favorite parts were, and I'd love to just chat with you. So let's move on to what we're talking about in today's episode. I came across this concept uh, a few months ago and it really like rocked my world, which is the concept of how to fall in like with a job you don't love. I'm just going to say that again, how to fall in like with a job you don't love. So we don't have to fall in love with all of our jobs. It's really about falling in like with these jobs. And I found this concept about six weeks ago, like I was saying, when I was reading John Acuff's book, Quitter, which I know I have shared about On this podcast before. It's an incredible book if you're looking for tips, advice, and a pep talk if you're thinking about quitting your day job and pursuing your dream job. John talks about this concept that we don't need to love our day jobs. We don't need to be enamored with the job. Sometimes we just need to fall in like with the job. John gives three things we should not do that will help us fall in like with our day job. So let's talk about those three. The first one is don't steal from work. The second one, don't demand that your job meets the needs of your dream. And the third one, don't think of your job as your adversary. I know these are all kind of in the like negative tone and I love using the positive tone, you know, framing things positively. But I think these are really important to think about what we should not do with our day job. Jobs. So the first one: don't steal from work. This one's super simple. Don't do dream work on career time. This is time for work, and not for your dream. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get caught in this cycle of, oh, I will just check Instagram, answer a few DMs about the podcast while I'm sitting at work. Granted, I work from home, so the lines between work and personal life and podcast can get really blurred, but when I'm constantly stealing, I'm putting this in quotes, time from work, it leaves me feeling like I'm running on empty. Like I'm not putting enough time into every aspect of my life because I'm letting everything steal from each other, right? I'm letting work steal from my personal time and my podcast time, but I'm also letting podcast or dream work steal from my nine to five job. While this is hard to do, Setting the boundary of, we all know boundaries are not easy to set, but setting a boundary of from 8 to 5, I do career work, my 8 to 5 job, 9 to 5 job, I do that only between the hours of 8 and 5, and after that, I'm done. I will check emails once at 8.30 p.m. to make sure that there's no like fire going on at work, but otherwise, I'm done. I know that that's a hard boundary to set. And in full transparency, I'm in the season of setting that boundary. And I'll talk about it more on this podcast as we're going through the journey. But I accepted a position to be an assistant swim coach and for high school girls. And it's great, right? Because I'm doing something fun. It's outside of the house. It's also wonderful because I've said Mondays and Wednesdays between Practice starts at 7 p.m., goes till 9 p.m. So really, from about 6.15 to about 9.45, I cannot work, right? Like I clocked out, I'm not working. And it's carved out that time for me to say, this is when I'm doing other things. And when I'm on the clock coaching, I want to show up as the best coach for those high school girls. I want to show them their dreams are possible. I want to you know, kick their butt sometimes when they need a hard workout and I want to be that outlet and safe space for them. But if I'm stealing time by checking my work email while I'm coaching, I'm stealing from those girls and vice versa. If I am working and doing podcasting stuff, I'm stealing from work. I know steal is like such a harsh word, but every hour, every minute that I put into work, When I'm not supposed to, is stealing from the rest of my life. So, this one's really easy to think about both sides. Don't steal from work, being don't do dream work on nine to five time, but also don't do nine to five work while you're doing dream work. The second one don't demand that your job meets the needs of your dream. Your job does not have to be your dream. We talked about this in an earlier episode, but let your day job, but your day job lets you have space for your dream job. It gives you the room to have a dream job because your day job is not paying your bills. So let it give you the space and don't compare your dream job to your day job. Your day job does not have to be everything. And when you compare the two and you only work five hours at your dream job, but you end up having to work nine hours at your day job, that comparison trap can be really, really hard. I don't know about you, but sometimes on Instagram and I'll see influencers or just other entrepreneurs who are only working or only showing that they're working five to six hours a day. And they have like a really yummy morning routine, and they have this hard boundary at 4 p.m. on Tuesdays to not work, and during the middle of the day, they go work out. And for me, it's really hard because it's like I crave that time freedom, right? And that might be something I'm working towards, but I also don't see everything that goes on behind closed doors with those entrepreneurs. I'm sure there are seasons where they're working a lot more. I'm sure that there's some days that they're working a lot more than eight hours, that they might be working 10, 12 hours. And they didn't just wake up overnight being able to only put in five to six hours on a random Tuesday, that that took time. And so me comparing my day job that can take anywhere from eight to 14 hours of my day to seeing someone on Instagram working five to six hours, which is what I ultimately would want and crave, that comparison trap can get so, so hard. So don't demand that your job meets the needs of your dream. Like I know my current job will never meet the demands of my dream and the time freedom. And that's okay. And maybe that's something I can live with for the rest of my life because I have other outlets or I have other hard boundaries and maybe it's not. But in this season of trying to determine if if it's okay or not, I need to take the pressure off of demanding that it meet it, that I know that's off the table. So I can then evaluate, is that okay that it doesn't meet my dream? Because there certainly are times that your dreams aren't going to be met and you have to evaluate, is that okay? Is that okay in this season? Or if it's not okay, how can I get closer and closer and closer to that? The last one, Don't think of your job as your adversary. Your job doesn't need to be the enemy. There are skills that you are learning from this job that will help you with all the other aspects of your life. I want to give you an example that I'm walking through right now, like in this, this very season. I mentioned I am taking on this role of an assistant swim coach, and I'm really excited about it. I swam basically from birth until I graduated high school, and... Loved it, and it's going to be fun to go back to the high school that I used to swim for. You know, this full circle and see the whole season, all of all of that, all the feels, nostalgia. But I'm also freaking terrified, right? I have not been a swim coach ever in my life. Um, I haven't swam since I was probably 22. Eh, I'm probably 21. Like I haven't seen in a good five, six, seven years, but that's okay. That doesn't mean that I can't figure it out. And all of this to say my day job, my career as an auditor, as an accountant actually has set me up and given me tools to approach this side job of a swim coach well and feel confident going into a situation where I literally know nothing. For example, In accounting and auditing, one of the things you do, like your first month or two, is you go and do inventory counts. I'm sure you guys have been in like grocery stores or Walmart, Target, and you've seen a bunch of people counting inventory. You know, they're over there counting the jackets. At Walmart, and they're just like one, two, you know, you know what? I'm I'm sure you've seen this before. And if you haven't, DM me and I can give you more of an explanation. Well, there's auditors that go and kind of not oversee the inventory count, but we will perform just a selection of the inventory while a third party is doing the inventory count. For Walmart, for example, we would go in and say we'd select 60 different things to count. So we might select, you know, the jackets also might pick the apples, you might pick the DVDs, um, but you'd pick like individual items and you'd go count them. And then you compare your count to what the third party got for Walmart, and if they're equal, great, you can move on. If they're not equal, you obviously have to do something about it and either go recount or have a conversation of why is this different. Hopefully, you just missed something or they just missed something. You forgot how to count, which all of that happens and it's pretty normal, but you're doing this. I think I did my first inventory count four weeks into the job. Like I literally knew nothing and I have to go to a company that I've probably never worked for before. I've never done an inventory count for Walmart or something like that. It's always been (laughs) weird places. Like I counted fiber optic wire um, and lumber And, you know, you go in, you're like, okay, can you show me the, the jackets? And they take you there, you count the jackets. But then if you get a different number, you have to go up to the boss or the manager of the store and you'd be like, okay, well, I'm getting a different number. So we have a problem, but you're like 22, 23, and you have to have these conversations and this confrontation. And what I'm getting at is that has actually set me up well for coaching because, I'm able to walk into a situation that I haven't been in before, haven't been in a very, very long time, or even been in in this role and be able to handle it because I've practiced being thrown into different weird situations and having to run with it. And, you know, I have to figure out the answer, so we're going to figure it out. It might not be the prettiest or the quickest way to solve it, but we're going to figure it out. And this is all really long-winded to say the Skills that you're learning at your job will help you with the aspects of your other life. I never would have thought that a random inventory account I did when I was 23 would help me with a future job as a assistant swim coach. Like I never would have drawn that parallel, but there's a lot of parallels to this. I'm going to have to talk to parents who are grumpy, having a hard time, disappointed about their kid's times from a meet or competition, whatever. And I'm going to have to confront them and be like, hey, knock it off, give your kid some space and some grace. And I've learned that while I haven't had that exact conversation while doing an inventory count, I've kind of learned similar skills. So I bet just from this example that you are already, your mind's already ping-ponging, thinking of things that you have learned from your day job or previous day jobs that have helped you in either your current day job or will help you as an entrepreneur. Like maybe you want to own an Etsy shop and we'll just stick with the accounting example. Maybe you're an accountant and you want to own an Etsy shop. I bet there's a lot of skills you've learned from being an accountant, whether it's inventory, payroll, just the bookkeeping in general, that's going to help you own your own business. And on the flip side, maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I'm terrified of accounting in numbers. That's okay. Like that's why there's other people to help you along in the journey. There's other experts and there's nothing that you can't learn. I bet that your job at McDonald's when you were growing up and you had to close your register every night, I bet there's some skills from that that are going to help you with your Etsy shop. So just don't discount the skills that you already have from your current job, your current day job, previous day jobs, as you're seeking out your dream job. So I just want to recap real quick. The three things we should not do that will help us fall in like with our jobs are don't steal from work, don't demand that your job meets the needs of your dream, and don't think of your job as your adversary. So if we're going to flip it around and make these positive, the three things you should do to help you fall in love, not love, and like with a job that you don't love are create boundaries with your work and your dream. I don't know how to make, don't demand your job meets the needs of your dream. I guess this is how I'd flip it. I'm doing this real time. No notes on how to flip these. So don't demand that your job meet the needs of your dream. I would say allow your job to be your job, and your dream to be your dream. And three, think of your job as an ally, not an enemy. So I hope you gain something from this, and I'd really encourage you this week, this month, and in this season to think about how you can flip your mindset into something of falling in like with your job. Thank you so much for listening today. If you love this episode, I'd be honored if you shared it with a girlfriend, like stop right now and text her the link or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. Together, we are building our network of bully pads. I'm so happy to hop through life together until next time.